Good afternoon, y'all. It's great to see y'all today. Um, as we are wrapping up the semester, um, everything is winding down. Students are in great relief, and um, they have their baccalaureate mass tonight. So they have a 6:30 mass, but we'll have some 40-something seniors, uh, Colonel Catholics, graduating um, and coming to mass tonight. So please continue praying for our students. Um, it's been a great year. It's a challenging year. Guys, today's uh, reading today, the Acts of the Apostles. Um, I love looking at the Acts. This is how the church built. This is how we grew, right? This is our history, the Catholic Church's history right here, all right? And so we see this really cool encounter with St. Paul. And normally, I don't know about you, but I always think of St. Paul as like he was just like the Mac Daddy, right? He, he preached. He had all these sacrifices. He did all these things. And I think of Paul as like the super apostle, like everything he said was golden and everybody always listened to him. Right. That's my, my idea of Paul in my head. Like he had no real failures when he came to preaching. Um, he was converting people all over the place. But that's not what happens today. In today's reading, um, we see Paul's fancy words fall on deaf ears. Um, he's preaching to the Greeks. OK, so it's in Athens. And a few couple of things to know about the Greeks. Um, they had many, many pagan gods. They, this, was, this was an unevangelized world, right? When it came to Jesus, Christianity, this was not the Jews. This was the Greeks. They had many, many gods. And um, so they're pagan. But they were great orators. This is what the Greeks would do. They would, they would get together in the Areopagus. This is like a big arena. And men would get up and begin to speak. So their, ori their oration was phenomenal. And so these were the, the years of the philosophers, okay? So have that in mind. As Paul goes into Athens, he's going to evangelize a world that has never heard the name of Jesus. All right? So he tries to use their stuff to let them know who God is. So here's how Paul goes in and does it. And he thinks he's going to be smooth and real slick and gain a lot of people, but it's an absolute failure. So he goes into uh, to Greece, to Athens, and he gets into this big arena, the Areopagus, um, and he says, you Athenians, I see that in every respect you are very religious. And he begins to walk around, and there's all these, around the city, there would have been these big columns. On the top of columns would have been statues. Each statue would have been to a different god. So Zeus would have been one of their statues, right? They have the different gods, and you're looking around. Well, then they had a podium like that, um, a pedestal, and it said, to the unknown god. So it was just blank. Because they didn't want to, they wanted to make sure that they got all the gods. And if they didn't forget a god, they said, oh, well, if we forgot one, well, there's his spot, right? Um, and so Paul goes and he says, you see that podium right there with the unknown god? Let me tell you about him. And he begins to speak to them of this unknown god that they've been worshiping. And he speaks to them of Jesus, all right? And at first it's going pretty smooth. But then he gets to the point where he starts preaching about the resurrection from the dead. And that's where it went south. They look at him at that point, and they begin to scoff at him. That's what it says. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, they began to scoff. And others said, I can just picture this in my mind, just taunting him, saying, we should like to hear you on this some other time. And they just kind of like walk off and start mummering about him. 
right? So it was, uh, it was, he gained a few disciples, don't get me wrong, there was like two or three that followed him. But of all the people of Greece, it was a massive failure, right? But it didn't get him down, right? But he, the, 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 the reality was he was trying to preach the gospel. And I think that's something we need to realize, is that we're not always going to have success. When we're trying to reach out to our family members or reach out to people in the community or reach out to your employees that might need to know Jesus, maybe your kids, you want them to know who Jesus is, like you want your kids to like, like they're worshiping gods. <laughs> might not be the right gods, but we're built to worship. And if we're not worshiping the one true God, we are worshiping some other God. Maybe myself, a God, maybe drugs, sex, rock and roll. I don't know. But we're built to worship something. And to worship means to offer up sacrifice. So we will offer sacrifice up for a lot of things in our lives. But if it's disordered and we're not offering up first the sacrifice to the one true God, it's going to lead us astray. Right? And so we will have sometimes success. You know, your friends, your family, your kids will go, I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm brightly ordered now. I can still enjoy those things, but they don't have to be my God. God is my God. Um, but sometimes it won't be so successful. And I think that's where we tend to get discouraged sometimes, right? But I think it's sometimes the invitation for us to look inside and to ask ourselves, at least when I was praying with this, I'm like, do I have an altar of the unknown God in my life? Is there sometimes in my life that I, I, so to speak, bow to it? It controls my life more than God does, right? Maybe it's my own anxieties. Maybe it's control. Maybe it's, you know... Um, unforgiveness in my life that control me, right? Or the things that I do in my life, um, activities that I do, could be, could be sports, could be uh, running, could be activities that will, I'll put before the Lord, right? That I'm willing to make all kinds of sacrifices for and able to do it, right? Um, and so it's just a, sometimes a nice reflection to look at and say, Lord, in honesty, in the Holy Spirit, is there something, do I have an altar to an unknown God? in my own life? Am I offering something up, you know, given more time in areas where I just, hey, Lord, I'm sorry, I didn't have five minutes to even talk to you today because I was too busy, right? Our busyness can also be an altar of an unknown God, right? Um, and so let's look at that today, and honestly, you know, and let the Holy Spirit convict our hearts. So there are things that I need to reorder in my life. For students, it's always a good, the end of the semester is a good year to go, let's take an inventory. What do I need to order properly in my life so that I'm worshiping the one true God and I'm not letting anything get in the way of that? Amen?